We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Sleeper Fantasy or Under Armour. Welcome to Light Years. That is really the only positive thing I have to say about the Warriors right now. Just sitting here, I don't know what else to say. It's just, what a, what a miserable game. What a miserable weekend homestand. They lose both games. Yes. You and I were heated with Draymond getting kicked out against Cleveland. I don't even feel like we should talk about that that much. They lose 116-110 against Minnesota. Honestly, I thought Cleveland kind of kicked their ass a little more than Minnesota, but they can't score the ball is like my main takeaway. And we're going to get into it, but another 38% from the field, 28% from three. Minnesota did everything they could to give the Warriors an opportunity to come back in this game. And nope, not happening. Oh, well, you know, they lost, lost both games the exact same way, right? So we really can talk about both games while saying the same stuff because it was essentially the same game, Sam. And it was the same game that we watched really most of last season. And this is where, dude, like I'm starting to get I'm starting to get PTSD because I'm watching these games and I'm like, well, they can't make a shot. The offense is clunky. They're running the same boring offense. Tonight, they get Draymond standing out on an island. He shoots a couple threes and then he just stops shooting. He's just waiting for Steph to run off a screen and then Clay to run off a screen and then another screen and another screen. And then they can't defend anyone because they're too small. It's not even rebounding. They just can't stay in front of guys at all throughout the entire game. So, I don't know. We watched the same two games over and over. It's it's disheartening because you never felt like they were going to win tonight. Did you at any point feel like they were going to win tonight? Unless Steph had like 50. But, I mean, when he blow off. When Steph was getting hot in the first half, I thought they were going to win because he's just that good. Another 38 points for Steph tonight. I mean, you just, at a certain point, you start running out of things to say about him. I'm just going to share this right now. I think this is probably the best form of analysis to be said on this team all season. Highest scoring game by Warriors players all season. It's just Steph with Dario Saric randomly having 20 in one game. This is what no help actually looks like. You're getting nothing from anyone across the board on this team. And I, I don't know, man. It's 
it's not that it's not in one thing. I, I don't want to like be the swerve guy, but it's mm-hmm. not just offensively that he's not getting any help. The, the, the beauty of having Steph amongst a lot of things is that you can play elite defenders around him so that you can, you can help, right? He can carry the offense while you have elite defense, right? He can I make, don't he, feel that he, way right now. He can make defensive combinations work on offense that shouldn't. Like so. right, exactly. Right, right. Better way. That's a better way to put it. Like Draymond, Looney, Wiggins, those three guys are are so bad offensively. Two two of those are always going to be bad on offense. But you add in Wiggins, we'll get to him. Those guys aren't playing great defense, though, Sam. Like it doesn't feel like this team is an elite defensive team. And then you throw in lineup combinations that now have Sarge at the four slash five, and then Chris Paul and Steph lineups. And I just I don't see enough defense to where you can say. All right, Steph. You can if you score thirty eight, at least we'll hold the Timberwolves to under hundred points, right? Or a hundred under hundred and ten, or whatever. That's they're just not they're just not even good enough defensively. So outside of just the offense, they're just not good enough on the other side of the ball. It's it's across. It, 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 as you said, it's everything. It's, I, I had this thought. You know, Steph's thirty five. He's going to turn thirty six. Uh, around the all-star break, like a little after his birthday is what the 20 something of February. Mm. Um, he's better at 35 than LeBron was. He's better than Michael Jordan was at this age. Like I'm not even, I'm not even just trying to be like a warrior guy. And like, so like he just is like, he's maybe the best player in the league right now. Still like I, I, I don't know that I think Jokic is better than him. I don't think Jokic is necessarily worse than him. He's playing at a level that it's absurd a guy of his age can still play at. And the way the team's going, like, it's just disappointing for me. Yeah, it is. You know, like, because if they get, I don't know, a B level Clay Thompson and a B level Wiggins, like, not even their best version, just like, you know, like solid passing grade, like, good versions of them. They win tonight. They probably win Saturday against Cleveland. They're probably nine and one, uh, you know, or sorry, nine and two. They're they're in a good spot. But you're just watching them and you're just like, dude, I saw you getting frustrated over this. I can't get mad at Dario Saric. Dario Saric is the second best offensive player on this team right now. And that is the problem. Dario Sarge should not be that important to this team. He should be a curveball that you throw out there when you need a little stretch shooting and kind of a, an offensive big. He's He had to play 30 minutes because they can't generate offense, period. Yeah. And it, that comes down to no one other than number 30 can do anything right now. I thought they, they threw out the lineup at the end of the game. <laughs> The Kamingo Wiggins to go with Steph Clay and Draymond. I thought that lineup was is, is a fun lineup, right? I, I think the lack of, I think, maybe willingness to even change stuff up from Steve Kerr is a problem right now. Look, he doesn't have. It, it, there are no obvious answers, but you kind of can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Meaning, you can't just keep running this offense with with Steph coming out. You know what Minnesota's game plan is. They pack it up, they pack it in, and they're going to push guys like Draymond and Looney. You can't play them together. So you're going to have to change it up. You can't play Chris Paul 22 minutes. The Sarge stuff, I thought, you kind of have to play him, sure. But, man, he's man, he's so – he is elite-level bad defensively. But you're right. Then what? Kaminga tonight goes two for 11. You know, one thing I noticed about him, too, defensively, is that 
He's actually not really good staying in front of guys right now. He's not actually playing great defense. I watched Kyle Anderson go right by him. Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, go right by him multiple times. And I'm sitting here like, there's only so <laughs> much that you can do that you can throw out there, but they do need to change stuff up. Pajemski and Chase Jackson Davis, are they the answer? I don't I don't know, Sam. I don't know, but they come out here and they play like it's the freaking last. They play like it's the last NBA game that they'll ever play. You know what I mean? Each time pods and Chase Jackson Davis goes on the court, I see that and I'm like, well, this is better than watching Wiggins. This is better than watching. I mean, even Chris Paul this is better than watching Chris Paul. Pajemski has burst out there. He's getting to the rim. He's, he's going through guys. And I don't know, Sam. I don't have answers. I just wish that's maybe you Sebastian, right? Sebastian, the chat points out pods outscored Wiggins in a minute. And let's just get into it because it's not just Wiggins. It's clay. It's, it's honestly CP while he's doing a good job moving the ball, not turning it over. I don't know that you can say he's doing anything else. Well, not shooting the ball. Well, not like providing much else. Like he's looking very washed, you know, <laughs> so, that layup was rough. That layup yeah, was rough. And, and I'm just sitting here and I'm going, I understand Steve Kerr, not shaking up the starting lineup because once you start doing that, you might lose guys. Like just having perspective, this is game 11. In theory, Andrew Wiggins didn't forget how to play basketball. In theory, Clay Thompson didn't forget how to play basketball. You don't want to be overreactive to a slow start and like do all that sort of stuff. But then I'm I'm watching him and I'm just like, nothing's changing. Nothing is changing whatsoever. So you kind of have an obligation to try to win a game here and there. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if changing the lineup is the move right now, but like, it's not irrational to go down that path. Yeah, we need to talk. Let's let's start with Wiggins uh, since you talked about it. We could start start some clay. Um, I, I don't know about the um lineup. I I wouldn't be against it, Sam. We talk about maybe you get him mentally out of it, but dude, we're watching him. He's mentally out of it right now. So I don't. Sure. I, it doesn't get worse, right? And, and is he? They've got to be able to yeah, trust he's, he's, that he can handle it, right? He's not locked in right now. It's not like you're messing with him, like on the verge of breaking out, right? You know, so. And and maybe and maybe you get him with Chris Paul, um, in the second unit. Maybe Chris Paul gets him. I mean, like they're getting him dunks, they're getting him looks, they're not getting him bad looks. But maybe you get him against some weaker lineups on the bench, so maybe he gets in a little bit of a better rhythm. You know, he he's always been a decent mid range self creator. Um, he's not even trying to do that right now. He's not even trying to get to his seventeen foot. Uh, pull up contested mid range, which we don't love, but he doesn't have the confidence, right? He That's the air point. he airballed one today. Do you do you see that? Oh yeah, oh I saw it. Of course, I, I, I oh I saw. <laughs> I mean, he is but the number. The number. The number that sticks in my mind is three point attempts. He took hmm. two today. He's averaging two point two a game this season. I looked it up because I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Oh wow, this matches the eye test. He's getting open threes. Like you just watching basketball, you agree with me. Like these are in rhythm. You catch it, you should cash it. If you're if this is Andrew Wiggins the last three years, in every time, right? He catches it, it goes up. He's not shooting them because when he does shoot them, he just misses them. Uh, I don't know if he's in his own head about it or something's wrong with his mechanics, but like. It's not going to work if you're not going to take an open 
created three for you. You know, it's his issues are different than Clay. Clay's doing that thing yeah, where he's like we'll get frustrated and he's yep. chucking 40 footers for no reason. <sighs> Completely different issue. Uh, equally as bad, but a different issue, <laughs> nonetheless. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know what you do with yeah. Wiggins because they they keep going though. We believe in him, we trust him, and I'm just sitting here going like, I get it. You don't want to mess with his confidence. All of that screams to me that you you're worried he's in his own head. Yeah, he absolutely is, and and I don't, I don't know what you can do outside of. I think you've got to give him different responsibilities because mm-hmm. it is 11 games and he isn't doing um, stuff that he's used to be doing. And at some point, look, you're six. The Warriors are six and five right now. Um, they've, they're going to play Minnesota again. And then they play OKC back to back. And last time they played them came down to the buzzer without SGA. They just smoked Phoenix uh, on the road tonight. And, like these are games that aren't going to be easy. They're not playing Detroit. They they can't just like say, "Hey, figure it out against uh, Marcus Sasser." You know what I mean? Like they're going to need him to to figure it out against Shea Gilgis Alexander and Jalen Williams and any of these guys. I almost feel like they've got to maybe pull him earlier and and play him with the bench. They they can't say, "Hey, you need to run." You're the guy that handles the ball, and runs a pick and roll, right? So he, that's not the type of player he is. No. So yeah, I I don't. 25 minutes too, right? That's the other thing that's just ugly. 25 minutes in a game it's that every every game, every game has been 23 minutes, 27 minutes, 22 minutes. So basically, you know, Steve's like, I'm gonna give you a shot, but it, it if it's not working, I'm going somewhere else at the end of the game. Um I don't think he's played 30 all year. I'm double checking right now. He hasn't had a great he hasn't, game all year he hasn't played 30 minutes all year. Yeah, that's that's all you need to know. At this stage, and it's, um, and it's bad because it's not like Kaminga's playing amazing. I mean, he like he's better. He's playing better than Wiggins right now, that, but he's not playing. Like he's the not. En- the energy is better, but that's it. You yeah, know, it's right. Just, he's he's sloppy in other ways. Yep. Um, yep. Should we talk about Clay? Let's talk about. Clay. And and, and I want to. So I I see a couple comments, and people have brought this out to me. It's like, oh, they're too slow. They're too unathletic. They're getting exposed by size. Maybe. Maybe true, but I need to see what it looks like when those dudes actually can hit a shot on offense before before I'm willing to say that. I don't know. I don't know if you do you buy the theory that they can't hit shots because they're tired from trying to rebound and defend? I, I actually kind of do. Um, I, I kind of do. And and I think part of that mm-hmm. is wear and tear on you. And I think it's affecting clay a little bit to where it does feel like you're always playing uphill. You're always climbing, climbing, climbing. And, and every time and, and these mistakes kind of compound, right? Like you get a stop all of a sudden, it's not even that Minnesota out rebounded them. Something crazy. Warriors have more rebounds. That's not where the size matters though. It matters when Clay's consistently having a wall off Gobert um, in the paint. Right. And, and I think mm-hmm. that stuff does matter to where you and Wiggins, same thing to where he has to play up on the four and he's constantly guarding quicker guys. Then all of a sudden he has to go guard Carl Anthony Towns. I do think that matters. Um, but on the other hand, Sam, Wiggins playing 25 minutes. You can't tell me he's that tired. Uh, Clay, maybe you should scale up back his minutes. I mean, he played 33 tonight, which isn't that much, but there has been games where he's played 36, 37, 38. But I mean, if that's the reason why you can't make sure, sh- I mean, I don't know. Then then go play younger guys more. Moody played 13 minutes today, tonight, again. That's the, again. Yeah, that's the other part of it. I think we hit on it. Clay's kind of the other end of the issue where he's trying to force it a little bit. And like, 
that sequence in the fourth, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm now just doing Skip Bayless deep sighing because I don't even want to talk about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, they go on a run and uh, no, a little a, bit of a they run. Have a, they have life. It yeah. looks like they have a chance to get back into it. And he pulls from 40, definitely feeling like, you know, you know what's going through his head. He's like, game six, baby. Um, and, and then the uh, I think the the steal that Kuminga got that led to a fast break with the missed layups was arguably worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was both times they were down by I think ten or eleven points. And like, look, those aren't buckets that get them to a tie game or anything like that. But those are plays where I think, were, yeah, the momentum, momentum was shifting. Momentum. That was real. That was your chance to you know turn eleven to eight nine and then. Um, and then the crowd gets into it. Right. And then, and you know, Steph's going to hit a shot. And then it's a five point game. You know, it's, and then Draymond gets into it. Like it turns into a real thing. And instead, you know, we saw what happened. I, you know, we saw this last year too. It feels like there's just a so much of hey, I'm just gonna shoot myself back in the into this. There's so so much of I don't even trust guys around me to give me the ball back. I'm just gonna shoot this up. It's like Clay, dude, you've played with Draymond and and these guys. Yeah, there was another possession where he dribbles up, he gets a rebound, and instead of passing to Steph in the middle of the in the middle of the court for the fast break, he dribbles by himself past half court and then gets trapped and has to call a timeout. And it's just small stuff like that where you're just. The level of selfishness, man, it, it, it's I think we've seen it so often. But again, he would make those shots. That 40 footer goes down six years ago, right? That that thing yeah. goes down or he takes another dribble and that baby goes down. And all of a sudden they're down eight and then they get another stop, get another three. They're down five. They go ahead and win that game somehow, some way. Like we're used to seeing that stuff. But again, people, you know, people are saying Clay's washed. I don't think he's washed, but he's definitely not as good as he used to be. And, and that's someone that. I always thought Draymond would be the guy, Sam, that would be like, when he gets older, he wouldn't be able to adjust. Feels like that's Clay. Uh, and yeah, and like to your point, like some of it's been frustrating with Draymond with uh, with the officials in different ways. But but yeah, I mean, I also think when we thought that, we didn't count on Clay having two catastrophic like injuries. I just I like I, I don't want to make excuses for him, but like it just always feels like he's he thinks he can grit his way into being, you know, pre Achilles tear clay. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen, man. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't again, is there something you would do now with him? Like same same question as with Wiggins. What can you do? It's tough because I think about this a lot, like you watch the Clippers. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I love watching the Clippers right now. James Harden's a fucking loser. You know, it's like it's like they're they're. You watch the Pelicans with young players who are not in shape or out of lineup for no reason, and it makes you appreciate someone like Clay, who no matter what you think of him, he's always been about the right things. He competes his ass off. Um, He's not afraid of the moment. He does all the right things. So, like, you want to root for that guy because you know when it matters, you, you got a guy who who cares about winning more than anything. But you're watching him, and I'm, I'm also sitting here, I'm going, like, you could still be a winning player. Yep. I just don't think you can be, uh, you know, 30-point 
you know, game six, like 2019. Like I, 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 and that's the part where it's hard because I still think those qualities he has matter. Like, do you agree with me? There's a lot of talented players in the NBA's who, who are kind of losers. Yeah. They're not like, they're not like, they're not guys you want on your team when, when shit gets tough. Yeah. Where where it's like, oh, they're just going to throw up some shots and they'd be like, I'll be fine. I'm going to go my own way. Yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing that guy in, in Washington right now. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I think the mindset is there. You he, he, Clay will always have that dog, um, mm-hmm. as they say. Uh, but it, it's just it's just hard to see uh, him go through it now. Um, make it, he's, making, to, he's making it tough on us. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I am. I always say I'm the biggest fan of the guys that have always won a ton here. And, and that's yeah. Steph and, and Clay and Draymond. And... And frankly, I don't think there's much to say about Draymond this season. There's really nothing bad to say. I don't think he's playing like all time amazing, but he's been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that Cavs ejection, though, was I I, I don't want to be the bad guy here, Sam, but it's just it's just so Draymond. He's trying to get him in it. He's trying to get them pumped up, Dude, okay. and he just fucks up, and he just. I don't know. Like that stuff always seems to happen to him, right? Even okay. if it's bullshit. Can we talk about that one okay. real quick? All right. Um, Here's how I saw the play. And and I just want to hear your perspective on it. He bumped Donovan Mitchell in transition. A little bit of a cheap shot. But also, like, let's be honest. I saw Gobert do that twice in this game. Like, it's it's not that uncommon for dudes to hit guys in transition when other dudes aren't looking. You know, when refs aren't looking. Like, that's just – that's basketball. Mitchell sold a flop and then got mad that he didn't get the flop. And then he pushed Draymond and, and then they go and review it. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, that feels like everything that's wrong with instant replay and review where instead of getting to the intent of the play, they're like, Oh, it's an objective right now. So my, I don't have an issue with Draymond uh, bumping Donovan Mitchell there, but like I, I want to hear your counter on this point. Like, what's uh, the part that bothered you? I, you're, this will never get solved. But Draymond, you gotta know in that situation. I know he's trying to get them all jacked up, and he's towing the line. Right, he already sure. has a tech, and he just does one more ticky tack thing, and it's it's again. He says it in his IG post. It's like it's him. It's Draymond's being Draymond. GP two said it. Draymond's being Draymond. It's just at some point, man. That happened relatively early in the third quarter. They still make a run, but they just don't have enough defense with him out there. He essentially doesn't play half the game. They don't have a chance to win that game. And so that that's where I'm just frustrated. It's just the same, it's the same stuff. Uh your, like your whole point is your whole point is like, I get it, but you just just don't even bother. You have a T. Exactly. Why okay. why push him in the back? Right? It's just it's the same with Sabonis. It's the same. With every single thing with Draymond in the last 10 years, and the, everyone's argument back to me is they've won with them. I cannot argue back against it. I'm just saying you do that again, and you lost the game. The results are you lost the game. You got kicked out. I do think to your, you didn't, I don't even know if you mentioned this. I don't think you did, but just going back to review is, is bullshit, though, right? Because yeah. you can't you can't review something from two places ago. What are we doing here? I know you had tweeted this, and, and I know TK tweeted this. Like so, is any is anybody just going to be able to do that from now on? Can you it's, just challenge something from two plays ago? You, like I I understand the uh, the instinct to want to get plays right, but you just ruin the game. Like part of sports is imperfect. Part like Chris Paul 
is probably the master of fouling and getting away with it, right? Like we used to hate how much he holds Steph and like elbows him and does shit to him forever, but that's part of what makes him good. You know, Um, you know, trying to get the perfect call all the time is not necessary. And then instituting it so you can go backwards and you know, it's personal. Yeah. They going backwards if Jalen Jaden McDaniels does that? Come on, like and, and or just like any other. Def- no, um, to your point, Draymond has to know that he's officiated that way. But it's just, I, I don't know that stuff. Just just rough. fix fix getting your players to try harder. Don't worry it's- about don't worry about getting a play right four plays ago. <laughs> um, I think it's an NBA problem. We I, I always complain about this. I think the rest the NBA refs are. I, I think they spend so much time refing to the letter of the law that it's just, dude, it's basketball, man. Like you can't call a foul every time someone jumps into someone and, and just and just grips two free throws when he has no chance to make a shot. And I know they're all judged on, you know, whether the call is called correctly according to the actual rule book. But Sam, I, I watched so many of these games and I'm watching Dame get some of these calls and, and Harden, obviously. And it's just like, man, no, this stuff isn't basketball. This is the most talented league in the in the world. And half these dudes spend their time just tricking refs. It's gross. It's yeah, disgusting. It, it, it's like they're, they're like uh they're like every one of us trying to get a CPA to get us the best uh tax breaks oh we can, you know? Like oh boy. problem, you know? Uh I need a new one next year, actually. So <laughs> I'm gonna use your guy. Uh, uh no, <laughs> no comment. I mean, getting back to tonight's game, like literally the only thing that went well is that I hit. On my DFS bet, Steph Curry over, Clay Thompson over, and I went with the Rudy Gobert under. I got myself a 5.3 payout on Sleeper Fantasy. That's literally the only thing that worked right for me today. Shout out, $20 bet, winning $106. Well done. Look at the Steph 28 and a half, easy, Clay. 15 and a half easy under a Rudy Gobert. You can also use the promo code, which you did, light years, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Uh, so see, see Sleeper's terms are used for details, operational in 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. Well done. Look at you. I thought, you know, like I, I was feeling good about the Warriors ba- bouncing back from uh, from Saturday night against the Cavs. And so I'm like, going to get the clay bounce back game. Was not a bounce back game. He only had 16, so he barely cleared the 15.5. But I'll take it. I'll take I'll take the only win I'm getting tonight, which is Clay uh, hitting that 16. Uh, and then the other part of me was okay. Gobert, really good player. Has had a really strong season. Rarely walks into a stats risk the Warriors. He didn't tonight. One on that side, but that's all I got going for me. That's that's it. That is it. <laughs> Promo code light years. Get $100 promo match code. on your first deposit. Sleeper fantasy promo code light years. Get $100 match on your first deposit. This week's light years podcast brought to you by game time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, 
basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time Guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Lightyears, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Lightyears for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, actually, I'm going to pull up. There's another quote here. Steve's talking. Steve's saying, you know, says he'd love to get the young guys more minutes, but calls it tricky with the Warriors' depth. He said that tonight. This was just now, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. 8.23 p.m. Sorry, 20 minutes ago. Let's be accurate. Yeah, I don't know about that. 19 and a half minutes ago. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. I don't. I think think when he says tricky, he's implying that there's egos to be managed. Sure. Okay. Um, But I'm looking at this team, and, like, one of my biggest issues with them is, like, way too many lineups involving slow guys when they – I don't think they have a slow roster. I think they just have one of those rosters where it's like tough conversations have to be had. Like you, you need to mix in the Moody's, the GP twos, the Kumingas of the world with the staff, the CP three, uh, like you need to find that like balance in lineups, right? You shouldn't have a lineup of staff, CP three, clay, Draymond and Sarge, which they played for an extended period of time tonight. Yep. 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 Um, That's the one I agree with. There's an argument to be made they don't have enough talent or like it's not a perfect roster, but like they do have a roster that shouldn't be looked at as too old. They should be able to mix and match it so the lineups are a little more reasonably mixed. Uh think there should be a little more athleticism on the court when you have a team that has, you know, Kaminga, Wiggins, uh, then you throw in GP2 and Moody, and then you can even push the pace a little more. And and I think we're seeing a lot of reliance on Chris Paul right now, which we knew was coming. And it worked for a lot of the beginning of the season. But I do think they do have to go back to being what they are, right? They're, they're so obsessed with being, hey, we're going we're gonna to chop the turnover. We're not, we're not turning it over. And, exactly. And, oh, exactly. Dude, dude, the broadcast, like you can tell the talking points from Fitz where it's just like, look at that, no turnover. Exactly. And part of what I agree, they, they need to be able to, curtail the turnovers for them to have a higher floor but part of what makes the warriors the warriors is they play this type of style they play that risky style because it has a high ceiling because if you if that pass that steph throws cross court in midair gets the clay that three's going down right versus where with chris ball it's very much a dribble 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 let's find the open shot but the open shot is dario saric and this team can't shoot right now. Again, I mean, Clay's not making shots either, but I just I just don't – they do need to find a balance. I think I saw a quote with Draymond saying him and Chris Paul have to get guys in better situations to help Steph. Sure, whatever that means. But um, maybe they you, need to go you know and start playing faster again. You know you know they're struggling when they're all going to the slurp Steph quotes where they're just like, I, I can't explain this. I owe it to the goat. You know, like that's like that's like all they have going for them right now. Uh, yeah. Can you I'm, imagine I'm, playing and you just walk off the court and Steph is thirty eight and you're you're just you know and you're Draymond and you're just standing dude, there and you're just like, dude, what the am funny, I doing? The funniest thing is Draymond's randomly hitting all his threes, right? And he's the only one. Draymond says he and Chris Paul have to do a better job getting everyone else organized to better support Curry. I mean. 
Draymond and Chris Paul know it. They know Steph's playing at an all-time level, and they're kind of stinking up the joint a little bit. Like, they're not dumb. They're anything but dumb. And so the question is, where do they go from here? I'm not ready to say this team is not a contender, just like I wasn't necessarily ready to say they were going to win a championship when they got off to a hotter start. Uh, But there's some work to be done. Yeah. Some work to be done. I'm not, you know, it's like, okay, if they beat Minnesota on Tuesday, they do get to play them again. Does that clean everything up? No. Just means that they're maybe learning a little bit. Here, let's pull up the Steve Kerr quote real quick. Yeah, let's get to this. Steve, what there were a number of things, obviously, that you didn't like, but what are the things that most concern you? I mean, I, I know fouling probably was one of those things, but what are the things that most concerned you? I'm, I'm actually not overly concerned, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, the season is filled with um, ups and downs, and, you know, we're, we're in a little bit of a, a spell right now, but, um, you know, it's not like we were the world's greatest team when we were 6-2, and two, and we're not the world's worst team losing the last three. It's just uh, this is part of the season, and um, I think we, we just played, um, you know, back-to-back um, two great defensive teams that, that, you know, throttled us, and we need to um, figure out some things offensively, and I'm confident that we will. Thanks, Dave. Really. Sounds to me like he think when I hear him talk like that, it it sounds to me like he's worried about his team's confidence. Interesting, because nope. I think I think because I've heard Steve light them up. He lights them up when he thinks they're too cocky and they're not focused. This sounds like a dude who's like, I'm a little worried Clay and Wiggins are all over the place, and I just want them to like relax. Like this is a this is a response from a coach to a team who is a little too like in their own heads, just trying to be like, guys, we'll be fine. You know, we weren't that good three games ago, and we're not that bad tonight. You know, like just relax. That's the that's the energy I get from him right now. Uh, I got a feeling that he's he's not too concerned. I actually believe him uh, that it's a long season because um, that's who Steve Kerr is, right? He's always going to play the. He's the master of playing the long game. Um, I, I it remains to be seen. The actions are going to speak louder than words. Do they come out? What is today? Sunday. Do they come out on Tuesday night? doing anything differently, Sam? Do they run anything differently? Because there are no, there aren't going to be starting lineup changes. I'll tell you guys that right now. It's going to be the same starters on Tuesday night. But are they going to run anything differently? Are they going to come out and is Draymond going to be at the top of the key scanning the traffic, <laughs> scanning the traffic for a pass that he could squeeze in between two players? Uh, I, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So I, I don't... I, I would be a little surprised if he's pushing buttons this early in terms of lineups and changes, but um, he, he he looks like he looks like a man that's always he, he's probably one of the best coaching leaders in the NBA, right? Like he he talked about them being not that great and they were six and two, which I agree. Like the six and two, looking back, like it's a lot of close game wins that they had, and then they're probably not as bad as they look now, being six yeah. and five. It, it is true. Uh, yeah, I think end of the day, they're probably they're still about where they were that I think they are. They're probably like a second round team right now to me. Um, and, and that's only 11 games in. We'll see. 
Yeah, they, right. don't, they don't strike me. Like, I, I'm not writing them off, but I'm also not anointing them. That's where yeah. I'm at right now. Yep. You know, like, I'm not running around people like, dude, title team. I'm also not saying the season's over. So it is what it is. It's this is life. This, you know, it makes you realize how lucky they were or we were watching them. I had this thought to your point. I had this thought that mid third quarter, the the Warriors were down. What was it like? They were down like four or five, right? They were, they were coming back. And I had this exact same thought to what you just said in my head. I was like, man, the Warriors used to be the guy where they had Anthony Edwards, where not not the type of player, but they used to have him. Where anytime the Warriors would go, their opponents would go on a run. Anthony Edwards just got the ball and he just said, "All right, I'm going to score." Right? He just he just went, "I'm a shooter, a 12 footer. It's going to go in right over Chris Paul, uh, or I'm going to get right to the hole. I'm going to blow by Wiggins, get right to the hole and finish because Looney's too slow on the on the help side." He just did that every single time because Edwards. I don't know if he played that great tonight. Took a no, lot of looked, bad threes. He looked, he looked sick. I mean, but he, he, right? he, was, he wasn't really supposed to play. Uh, so he was it, sick, it, right? He was it, sick. It, it just like did. It just didn't matter, right? It just it, anytime he wanted to, he, he picked his spots. He's just like, all right, I need, I need to just. Whoa, they're getting too close. Boom, exactly. boom, boom. <laughs> Warriors used to be like that. They used yeah. to be the team that was. Um, all right, man. I, you know, we're up twelve, and and the other teams made made a little bit of a run. Let let's go. Let's go run this play and get Steph, uh, get Clay a three, right? Like that used to be the Warriors, and now the Warriors on the other side of that. And so, yeah, I mean, we take it for granted, man. Before we get to the goons, Light Years Podcast, as you guys know, as you guys know, brought to you by Under Armour, Curry Brand, Steph Curry, like he did tonight, makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry Elevens are specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player and rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for the both committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes a shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in no matter what you do on the court. Stopping your tracks with dual density UA flow cushioning and traction. An emergency break you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of his sneaker career, pulling Colorful colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. Restrictions apply. Light Years Podcast is brought to you by Sam. Guess what? They're back. Manscaped, baby. Are you ready to spice up your Thanksgiving as we dive first into mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce? Let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey on your own razor and take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Visit manscaped.com and use code LIGHTYEARS for 20% off and free shipping. And enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Gobble Gobble Boys. Uh, that's get, Ultra that's, Gobble Gobble. <laughs> get 20% off free shipping with the Colt Light Years at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Light Years. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. You know, before we get to the goons, I want to ask you this one question. And, and by the way, I want every goon to know. I want to know your answer to this. Mm-hmm. What is your hot take? Your early season hot take? Every team's played 10-ish games. We're about, what, 
Yeah, almost a month into the season. You have to have a take that you're thinking about in the broader NBA beyond the fact that Wiggins needs to learn how to play basketball again. <laughs> What's yours? We got to go with yours then before we go to the – You want me to go, you yeah, want me go yeah. first so you can pick yeah, yeah, yours? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I have mine. I have mine. I want you to go with yours. Yours first. All right. My hot take – you know what? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna throw myself again up here. My hot take, I think the player empowerment era is over. This is my take. I think LeBron started this player empowerment era where coaches don't matter and blah, 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 doesn't matter. All that matters is me and my three friends get together and we're going to beat everyone's at. Well, you know what? Like, look at the Clippers. Look at the Bucks. honestly. I think it's over. I think the league's caught up. I think coaching matters. And I think I think the days of just compiling talent and thinking you can win a ring are over. You have to build an actual team. In my mind, I'm really thinking about the Bucks when I talk about this, but I think it also applies to the Clippers. Uh, the Bucks have two like I can see a team with Giannis and Dame winning a ring. No question in my mind. They're talented enough to lead a team. And they also have the intangibles to lead a team, to win a ring. Do I think this Milwaukee Bucks team will win a ring? No. They have a first-year head coach. I don't see them really building an identity. It feels like, okay, we got talent. We should win. You're not going to win a ring, dude. You're going to lose to the Miami Heat once again. Maybe to the Boston Celtics, same thing. I think the player empowerment. So I think that I think the league has moved beyond that. I think we're back to you have to like obviously talent matters, but coaching matters too. Building a roster matters, uh, and yeah, that's where I'm at. That's my early season take. I love the it. Bucks. The Bucks will not win a title. I love it. Um, I, I love it. I, I think you know. I think part of that is is maybe some of these guys that are asking out aren't as good as. You know, people thought, I think, especially in Harden's case and maybe even Dame's case. Um, all right. I got one for you. Uh, Warriors fans might not like this one. I think the time is up for the old guard. So who are the three best players of the last generation? Sam, who are the three best players? Steph, Clay, Draymond. <laughs> uh, Steph, for sure. And, and LeBron and KD, right? So those are, I think, the three guys you could say across the last 10 years have been the best players. Um, and maybe whatever. If you want to throw Kawhi in there, sure. But I think the time is up, and it always feels like things come at you faster than you realize. Coming into the season, you know, people were talking about the Suns, the, the Lakers, especially as having great odds to win the championship, and the Warriors, I think, were right there with those guys. But Samuel, I'm watching these teams, these three teams this season. I watched a lot of these teams. And uh, I think their chances of winning a championship might be over. And I don't think that we thought that it was over going to the season. I, 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 but I'm, the Nuggets look incredible, right? And, and the Celtics look incredible. I know it's laughs. I know it's laughs. The Sixers look incredible. Then you've got OKC. I watched the Houston Rockets. Again, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying like this. The Houston Rockets are going to be amazing. But I saw them rip apart the Denver Nuggets tonight. I think this league 
is moving a lot faster now. These guys are getting older. The teams are looking older. Devin Booker can't even stay on the court. Bradley Beal looks washed up. LeBron's out tonight with Devin a calf Booker's contusion. Like Twenty six. He should be this <laughs> right. But but I'm saying like but like he's hurt right. He's already hurt. So I'm just saying that I think that it it it, it might be over for those three guys. And those three guys were the best players of the last ten years. It's over. Whatever. Marriage. <laughs> it's over. Over? That's sorry. That's what I thought of when you said it's over. I got a little curb up here. At the same time, you might be right. I, I I'm I'm drinking some heavy copium. I yeah. don't I don't want to say it's over. Yeah. Uh, it could be it could be over for it could be over for LeBron and KD. It, it can't be over for number three. <laughs> not ready not ready to go there. All right, let's get some goons. All right, let's get to the goons. Yeah, Paratosh up here. Guys, can you hear lead me? Off, lead off. Yeah, lead we can off. hear you. What's up, man? Yeah, I, I hope the reception is better this time than last time. Anyways, uh, I'm glad Andy brought up the point about the old guard because I want to add one more name to the old guard, and that's you know who I'm going to say, Steve Kerr. <laughs> so, um, in re- in in relation to that, I want to talk about Andy mentioned that the offense is clunky, and I just feel like in addition to clunky, it feels stale and uninspiring. Like we don't see anything new from this offense, and I don't think you've seen anything new for a couple of years. So. Um, don't we think, shouldn't we be expecting Kerr to have the coaching staff to do something different when things are not working? And we saw them not work last year as well. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Uh, <clears throat> I don't think if Kerr doesn't evolve, I really don't think that going forward or even with this um, this uh, squad that we have, we are a contender right now. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a good question. I'm like 50-50. Honestly, like on the one hand, I'm wondering why they can't run a little more Chris Paul, Darius Arch, pick and pop, and just like a little more direct offense. Yep. On the other hand, I don't know that I can blame Steve Kerr for Andrew Wiggins not hitting an open jumper. At least I don't know a reason I can't just yet. You know, like I don't know that I can blame him for Clay not hitting an open jumper. Like, like, this is a hedge, but it's 50-50. You know, it's like, are we complaining about Kerr's offense if Clay and, and Wiggins just sh- shoot better, honestly? Like, these aren't bad shots that they're missing. That's the part that drives me insane. If if the offense was generating Wiggins contested threes with two hands in his face, I'd be like, what are we doing? But he's not shooting open shots. Um, I, I think there's a bigger criticism of Steve for not like benching him than like changing his system. Honestly. Uh, I th- I think you're right. I actually don't have too much Steve criticism outside of the standard stuff, right? O- outside of the standard. Um, why don't you play these guys more? Why are there, but like all that stuff is, is, you know, who knows, right? We, we say this stuff, we sit here and say this stuff and, um, we have a little bit of hindsight and we know who Steve is. He's not going to change certain things. Uh, at the end of the day though, um, I think they did have the right process going into the season. It just might be that they're not good enough. It just might be that, but them not being good enough means that Andrew Wiggins is going to shoot 10% from three. So I don't know. So I, I, I'm just, I'm getting to the point where it's like, I agree with you. It's like, I just, if they're not good enough, then just, just Andrew Wiggins is just going to have to go send his ass to, the, you know what I mean? Like, G-League, I don't, I don't even G-League, that, baby. 
I feel bad because I, I'm I I don't I don't I I I, <laughs> I feel bad because I, I you know how it is with me uh Andrew they won a championship I I did not like Andrew Wiggins before that championship run but like won a championship with now I'm kind of like okay like I always want to give him more he's, chances yeah, he's like your that, he's but. your new trap Ishikawa I got yeah. it oh my god <laughs> I was trying to think of someone who was not like a core but like did contribute to like one massive ring. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Aubrey Huff. Oh boy, that's a great one. Two two different extremes. Aubrey Huff, man, man, <laughs> that guy, man. Um, but yeah, to, they, really, they really need. Hey, by the way, he's a new hitting coach. <laughs> he's a new hitting so coach. They're not. They're, be hitting, they're not going to be hitting any better next year. I got <laughs> him and um, him and Matt Williams are the new. The Giants are like bringing back the um. Really, really leaning nostalgia. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and we'll know the Warriors are washed when they're like, we brought back Clay Thompson, the shooting coach. <laughs> Dude, like ten years from now, ten, ten yeah. plus years from now, they'll they'll have Clay coming in, and and <laughs> there's no way we're not going to hear from Clay, are we, when he retires? There's no I, chance. Right? Of all people, the idea that he's going to sign up to be like a grinder coach no seems chance. Insane. Keep moving. All right, let's get our guy Rowan up here. I miss when Clay was happy. It sucks to see him struggle. I I would like to see him just have one, like just give me a vintage like clay like eight three. You yeah, know right, Ron? What's I mean, up, man? What up, guys? Um, the thing that is uh that's killed me this in the preseason and then now as the season is uh, unfolding is there are uh, you know temporary issues and that's Wiggins and we like talking about how shitty he's playing currently in this moment. Um, but the reality is, like, as a piece and as a contract, he is good as long as, like, he is cured from whatever, you know, is happening. But I think the bigger thing is the foundational issue of Chris Paul, his $31 million contract, and Clay Thompson and his $43 million contract. That's $74 million of cap space. That's 50, like, 5% of the cap dedicated to two guys that can't produce to that level. And I think like everything else we're talking about is a cascading issue that comes from those two contracts. Because like what we're saying is we're like, well, Sarich and like, oh, well, we're not doing this and that. But like what we really want is like all these guys to have to play way above their contracts because in the end of the day, we turned Jordan Poole, who is flawed, into Chris Paul, who can't play defense. He can't play make anymore. He can't shoot can't rebound <laughs> and so like in the end of the day it's like what, what are we supposed yeah, to but, do but doesn't that doesn't yeah. that still apply to Wiggins though um, it, it does but Wiggins but in the end of the day like even on his worst day like at least he is a body on defense that can like stay in front of somebody is he <laughs> is know? he though like like more, I, than, I, more than Chris Paul more than Chris Paul and more than Clay like if I have to watch them I would I would anymore, argue I mean I, I don't want to get into like a contentious but argument I, with this, actually, but like yeah, yeah. they're 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 at least expiring contracts so I agree with you that's my point and so like I feel like ever I keep hearing and I keep seeing on the on the on the Twitter the X whatever like we got to get <laughs> rid of Wiggins but it's like Wiggins is a good contract and my point is more like we know that this is the worst Wiggins has ever played in his entire career. Our assumption is that he's not just a broken toy soldier forever and that maybe sure. he can be repaired. And like the reality is his ceiling this season is well above his contract. Whereas there is no 
there's no world in which Clay is going to play like a $43 million player. I mean, and there's no chance Chris Paul will play like a – he's playing like a, a league – when we're like, damn, Chris, you had a great game, he's playing like a league vet. A, a vet minimum. Yeah, like mid-level, Not mid-level, like mid-level. Accept- he's, he's Gabe Vincent out there. Yeah, we're like, like hey, smart good job, play. Gabe, but it's like he's not being paid like Gabe, and so it's like. True. And sometimes when money, it's like who is that? But the point is like we could be using that money for maybe like a seven footer to help out. Maybe like. Well, I do. Th- I do think you can do anything. I do think you're on to something because, um, and I'll sorry for cutting off Andy, but it's like if they. Uh, if this is the production they're getting, there will be moves made. Uh, even if it makes me sad, you can't justify this payroll and all those contracts uh, if all you're getting is like what six seed production and a second round out. To Andy's point, you know, so they're not going to do anything in November or December because no one makes trades then. But like they got what thirty games to prove that this is a real thing or, you know, we'll go back to our favorite word optionality, right? Like the entire point behind it was like Chris Paul could be here next year or it could be traded the deadline to get you a better player, you know? So it's like, I think that's kind of <laughs> whether we want to talk about it or not, like, Hey man, if this doesn't change in the next two months, that's going to be the conversation we're having. I'll, I'll I'll just keep praying that Dunleavy has the strength to trade Chris Paul, even though we've been running the most absurd PR campaign to pretend that him playing with our most productive players is why they're being productive. But you know, I, it's good. I, that's my guy. Appreciate your own. <laughs> great call. Thanks, guys. That's a great call. You had you got anything? No, that was just, that was awesome. Um, man, we got some we got some goons out here coming in coming in locked and loaded. I can't. I mean, I can't disagree with him. That yeah. like, like ultimately, like as much as we don't want to admit it, you know, hey, dude, if you're not producing and you're paying that much, like, changes are going to come. End so. of the day, it is those two guys. I mean, you know, as they say in the corporate world. You know, What's right. up, man? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm new to this. Um, this is my first time from South Africa. How are you guys? Always wanted to be here. No, uh, I've been listening and I just really wanted to call today. Um, I've got a few questions for you guys, like uh, regarding the coaching specifically. I know you guys said earlier that you don't want to blame Steve Kerr too much. But if you're to look at the Pelicans game, I don't know if you noticed when Clay Thompson and Kamingo were out due to injury. Um, Steve Kerr started Moody alongside Wiggins, Steph, Draymond and Mooney. And then off the bench, it was... TJD, Sarich, Gary Payton, and CP3. And I honestly think that was our best game. Now, my my concern and question is like, um, why is Steve Kerr not being uh, questioned in regards to rotations? Because I honestly think that the issue is not necessarily the players. as Because as much as Wiggins has been playing bad and Clay Thompson has been playing bad, it can be supplemented by good rotations. So I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. Like, is Steve Kerr rotations okay or, or what's going on? Because especially like you guys, like Andy always complains, the CP3, Clay, and Tom and, and, and Steph lineup. I really hate that lineup as well. 
Andy, you want to take that? I, I yeah, just, I, was, I, I, was I put him off the stage because we're getting some feedback. That's why. Answer, that's why I want to answer the question because that was a good. Those are great questions. Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, that's exactly why. So that's why I didn't say anything. Um, at some point, though, what are you supposed to do with rotations when guys just aren't just making shots? Fitz spent forty-eight minutes tonight talking <laughs> about this team shooting forty percent from the field. And look, I- I'm sitting here. Like, okay, there are different things that you can do to make this team shoot better, but. When I when I look at Andrew Wiggins shoot a pull up sixteen footer, there is no rotation or offense or scheme that is going to help him not airball a sixteen foot pull up jump shot. That is an Andrew Wiggins special. He is in the ninetieth percentile of human existence that can make that type of shot. There is no nothing that can help him now. Maybe you can argue you can put more defense around them. You can put bigger guys around them to help defensively so that they don't wear legs. But that's not how this roster is con- is, is is built, right? This roster is built for them to to play fast and to or, or to be smaller and be able to run by guys. Um, tonight they spent almost the first half getting a ton of offensive rebounds because they were just faster to the ball. End of the day, it didn't matter. Now you can argue why that didn't matter. Maybe because they just couldn't make big sh- uh, any shots. But Sam, I don't. I don't. That's why I don't really care about blaming Steve Kerr too much. It's just it's just because of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I need to see them hit shots a little bit before I start taking a bigger picture view on everything. But it's frustrating right now. There's no other way around it. It's frustrating. Um, all right. The next, next one up here. Here I go. Lau. Problem. The problem child coming through. What up, boys? What's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, another weekend ruined, huh? <laughs> you <laughs> well, can never have an old Bay Area fan. Like even yeah. that Raiders win, that don't count. You know, it's just uh, you know, we beat Jacksonville today too. But nice. yeah, you can Poor never guy. have the trifecta. All three teams just that was a, that was like a thorough beatdown too. It was very comfortable. Uh, it was just like I told you, vibes are back. Should have known, yeah. Should have known immediately that happened. It's like the the Warriors are gonna do some bullshit. Hey, um, do you remember like a few episodes ago? Sorry, I just got back from uh, I just got I just got back stateside, but I caught up on all the episodes and uh, I basically caught up with all this Wiggins stuff. But do you remember a few episodes ago when you guys were saying like, oh yeah, like what do you think will be on the homestand? And someone said like, what was it Epic. ten and zero or six and zero? Eight and zero. Damn! Whoa! Wow! We were tripping, but. <laughs> <laughs> We were looking at, oh, yeah, we're going to beat the Cavs. We're going to beat – man. I saw – I was like, yeah, it's bad. It's going to be a slide. It's just n- no fun right now. Isn't that crazy stat that no one has dropped 20 points except Steph? And Dario, so, and Dario that one time. That's insane. That's like – like boring right now, which is – which I think like, what, I think uh, what we need right now is – is Oh, come on, man. Oh, we need that. No, we need dude. That. What's next? I mean, we're kind of like we're kind of locked with the roster we have. So what do we do? Like Kuminga, I'm out on Kuminga. If we if we get, I got a cool I got a cool package for us. What if we send Wiggins and Kuminga back to Toronto? OG and Siakam. That's the trade. I mean, that's the trade. We send Wiggins back home. He gets to be you know Maple Jordan, and we get. We get Siakam, who's actually dropped 30 points this year. That's pretty nuts. No one else dropped 30 for us. So if we get Siakam, OG, we'll be all right. I'm not, I'm not, ready, to, I'm not ready to go trade machine. 
that's where I, I'm. Wow. Because once I, because like I, I, I have I have an addiction issue with trade machine. So once I get in there, it, it's not stopping. I'll be texting Andy horrendous trades at three in the morning. I can't. I can't do it. I I do Tour. think. I do think. Um, I was I was uh, reading on I, I I watched Toronto because I like Scotty Barnes and and know people there. Hey, one thing about Toronto that I think is different this year versus other years is that I think that's Scotty Barnes' team now. Um, oh, yeah. I, that's his offense. That's his team. He and I don't know whatever for whatever that's worth. I, you can argue whether that's a good move or whether he's good enough, but that's him. That that offense runs through him. And I think what that means to Pascal Siakam is is probably that he's expendable. Again, it's Masai Ujiri. He's kind of a joke. I mean, like, is he even going to trade him ever? Um, nope. But <laughs> but I think if if it was going to be a season to do that, right? It's probably now because I mean I don't, I don't know how much they value him anymore. That they just they're going to build that thing I'm around not, Scotty. I'm not falling for the the Masai. It's, I'm not doing it. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get into right. it. You know. You and I are going to get texts from the same same guy, and we'd be like, "They're talking." I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get super excited, think it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Oh, no I chance. cannot wait. I cannot no chance. wait. You know what I love though? Uh, I was uh, having dinner with one of my Laker friend homies last night, and apparently, like, they're turning on Austin Reeves now. They're talking trade machine. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa!" <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love that. They're turning on Austin Reeves. I love it. Wow. After, after an off. Oh, Sam just took himself off stage. Oh, it's my show now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. After St- I mean, they're, I guess they're going to beat the Blazers tonight. But, uh, man, that's crazy. Has he been that bad to start the season? I've watched yeah. a lot of Lakers game. I yeah, man. So. He's on my sleeper fantasy team, and he hasn't done shit. He's been on my bench <laughs> for, like, three straight weeks. Oh, that's good. That's funny. They're gonna need him to to. They're gonna need him if they would. They can't trade him. That contract's too good. Um, Dude, those stats are funny. his. His stats are insanely bad this year. It's like Wiggins level. Only uh, only Lakers fans can rival uh, Warriors fans, and I think Lakers fans are probably worse. But Warriors fans, in terms of like in game panic, just in in game to game panic. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse than than Lakers fans. The Warriors will have like calculated pan panic that actually comes from rationale while laker fans just like man it's just it's just like irrational confidence when it doesn't matter but uh you know everybody talk tough when they're up everybody talk <laughs> tough. <laughs> everybody talk tough when they're up by the way by the way the uh the nuggets look incredible i mean oh, yeah. they, they just like what is going what is going on this you mean the mavericks season. right uh, wait what did i say Nuggets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the also, they also, they also, they also. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Obviously, yeah. the Nuggets look incredible. The Mavericks, the Mavericks. Wow, Sam read my mind. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Because Luca, that, that's what I meant. I'm just like, I mean, Derek Lively. The Warriors wanted Derek Lively. Derek Lively yeah. helped might help the Warriors right now. You know, he could have been nice, but Kirk didn't have him on the draft board. Man, I don't know. We didn't go hard enough. We got yeah. Pods instead, bro. Hey, they might pods, need to get Pods. Pods nice. Pods looks nice. Pods nice. My uh, my buddy, I have a couple buddies might that be don't the third like best player on the team right I, now. Fans want fans want Pajemski. I've never seen someone so intense when he comes into a game and they're down ten with a minute and a half, and he's just, dude, he's playing out there like he's the opposite of Andrew Wiggins. He is oh. just so locked in, 
ready right, to go. Be, I can just hear Fitz going playing hard as a skill. <laughs> Shit, I mean, tonight was a Fitz masterclass. Oh my god, it was beautiful. It was beautiful when he talked when he uh sprinkled in the lazy boy. Did you? See, yeah, that was. Well did done. you hear that one? That wow. was well done. Kalena was laughing too. <laughs> He's killing it, well man. Done. Oh my God, you boys, man! Have a happy Sunday night, man! Thanks, another weekend, another week, playing tournament. Let's go! Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Let's go, brother. See you on Tuesday. Oh, do we end? Do we end on that? Let's see. Who do we got on the thing? Can we go one more? Ah, we get, we'll get a couple. We we'll get a couple goons up okay. here. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get them all up at the same time. We'll get. We'll, <laughs> we'll get so we'll get incoherent. <sighs> plenty, uh, plenty of blame to go around, eh? Seems All like right. The going strong today. Blame carousel was good. Basically yeah. everyone but Steph, which is reasonable because Steph is the one saving grace of the team. That's right a, now. So that's all we got going these days. That's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. First off, the I just want to say tech on Dre yesterday was BS because uh, it was a physical play. It's a bang bang play. Where do you ever call a tech on that? It's just a, it's a common foul. I, he should have been ejected maybe for other stuff, but like, whatever. Uh, second, Nuggets was their first loss in this three-game losing streak. Cavs is the one that they should have probably won because they had two nights of rest. Yep. It's a get back at your get back at somebody that just beat you. I honestly think that two of those losses were reasonable. Nuggets at the end of like a long road trip, perfectly reasonable to lose there. Uh, Timberwolves are legitimately good. I think that's a reasonable loss. They should have played harder. Wig should have been better. But that's something that we've been saying the whole freaking season. Uh, at the end of the day, people just need to make freaking shots. And and again, like the Nuggets, they could have won that too. It, if, you know, it, and also if you're able to go back and review a freaking physical play that you then call a tech on, maybe you should be able to go back and review a goaltend. But that's, again, a separate issue. But all right. Later, boys. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. it. I'm at the point where the wings just suck right now. It's like, <laughs> so here's the, here's what I looked up on. Wiggs is like 13th percentile on post ups, nine percentile on spot ups, zero percentile on off screen plays. It's like, at a certain point, I would love to run high pick and roll with Steph all the time, even if I think more, more times than not, it's like Steph doesn't want to do that. And also, even though he's like the best pick and roll player ever, sorry, Steve Nash, after <laughs> your feelings. Um, but at a certain point, if Joku as well, just being a 17th percentile spot of player and a 4th percentile player off cuts, it's like at a certain point, the wings just have to play better. And especially in Wiggins' case, when he's essentially like a minus 30. It, I don't know how that's possible on on-offs. A minus 30. While we have Joku and Moody that are somehow plus 5 and plus 7, respectively, with Steph. So at a certain point, I by game 15 or 20, if Wiggs doesn't get it together, then he's probably then some tough conversations are going to have to be had that he is that destructive and probably can't play with the starters anymore. Same with Clay, but also that he's just it's been bad. It's been so bad, man. Yep. I said we end it there. Yep. Tasha, I, mean, I appreciate you. Andy. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. See you guys on Tuesday.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.